1: Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. You are now locked into the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Monday, October 18th, 2021, and it's not a victory Monday, unfortunately, folks, but it is still a hashtag Locked On Murph Monday right here on your daily home for news notes and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And folks, thank you so much for making Locked On Patriots your first listen each and every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms. Greetings and Monday salutations, Patriots Nation, and although it may not be a victory Monday, we will still break down all of the action from Week 6, your New England Patriots in an overtime thriller against the Dallas Cowboys that saw them coming up just short. My name is Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated. I am also your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which, of course, is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much encouraged. So share that feedback. Send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at m d a b a t e n f l. And while you're out there doing some Monday meddling through that Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Pats fans, as the Patriots walked off the field on Sunday, they knew they had their chance to defeat the Dallas Cowboys. Knowing full well they had a chance to beat one of the best teams in the NFL in 2021, but unfortunately, the time to rest on the laurels of moral victories is running thin. The Pats had some pretty good moments on both sides of the ball, including some key defensive stops and a gutsy fourth-quarter performance by rookie quarterback Mac Jones. But in the end, missed opportunities, questionable coaching decisions, and their opponent's ability to make plays when most needed was the difference in Week 6. Mack threw for 229 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, while Damian Harris added 101 rushing yards on 18 carries. He pitched in with a touchdown of his own. However, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, everything is advertised and more. Passing for 445 yards with one interception, three touchdowns, the most important of which coming on a 35-yard connection with wide receiver CeeDee Lamb. That touchdown reception coming in overtime, giving the Dallas Cowboys a 35-29 victory over the Pats and dropping New England to 2-4 and four on the 2021 season. And as you can imagine, it's not sitting too well in Pats Nation today. Patriots fans are up in arms when it comes to conservative play calling on the offensive side of the ball, defensive and special teams breakdowns that are so uncharacteristic of this team. And of course, lack of execution, and that has all added up to the Patriots currently sitting at 2-4 through the first six games. It's going to be a tough road to the playoffs, but the Patriots can still make it. Or can they? Well... To help us break all of the action down is the green wisdom and counsel that we all know and we all crave each and every Monday here on Locked On Patriots. That's right, folks. It is hashtag Monday, And that means my main green man, Thomas Murphy, joins me on the hot seat as we discuss this one from a Patriots perspective, a Cowboys perspective, and break down everything in between. Murph will give his opinion on whether or not this could be a playoff team. What did he think of Mac Jones' performance last night? Did Ramondre Stevenson earn his way out of the Belichickian equivalent of double-secret probation? And we'll also take a really quick look ahead at the Patriots' Week 7 opponent, their divisional rivals, the New York Jets who will come to town this Sunday as they'll do battle at Gillette Stadium. An action-packed agenda, tons to get to, so without much further ado, my good green friend Thomas Murphy comes in to join me here on the Locked On Patriots Hot Seat when this hashtag Locked On Monday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another device that lets you stream your favorite shows, You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with TV Stream. You can learn more at DirectTV.com. That's D-I-R-E-C-T-V.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Lockdown listeners, as the New England Patriots continue to digest their 35-29 to 29 loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday, incidentally dropping them to 2-4 and four on the 2021 season, they continue to take stock into their performance on both sides of the ball, and here today to break it all down is a man that is not unfamiliar with Mondays here on Locked On Patriots. As a matter of fact, he has his very own branded hashtag to commemorate his appearance each and every Monday. And we are so glad to have him every single week. That's right, folks. He is here. He is ready to roll your favorite and mine, my benefactor in this business, and again, the only guest on the pod with his very own branded hashtag and also his embroidered director's chair, The Count of Murphy, Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, is back for his weekly appearance here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for coming to me in friendship. Thank you for joining me today, Don Murph. It is always my pleasure, Michael, even uh, on a non-Patriots victory
0: Monday, which we've had far too many of this, this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Four of them as opposed to two. We need to change that and we need to change that quickly. And, you know, nobody knows that better than the New England Patriots. I can tell you post game at Gillette last night uh, again on Monday morning. Bill Belichick is not happy. Uh, And uh, I think he looks in the mirror and realizes that he shoulders a lot of the blame or some of the blame. I shouldn't say all of it, but there is a lot of blame pie to be thrown around for the New England Patriots as they sit at two and four on the 2021 season. Not going to take away that there were some positives and some good moments from the game yesterday as well. Things that the Patriots can build on and be proud of. But as I said in my recap last night, Murph, moral victories are only going to get you so far. After a while, those moral victories and the laurels that you rest on as a result of that are going to wear thin. And they're starting to wear thin in Foxborough. So... Let's start right off the bat, Um, but the Patriots have not missed the playoffs in consecutive seasons since 1999 and 2000. So in the Brady Belichick era, the Patriots did not miss the the playoffs in two consecutive seasons. And with this loss to the Cowboys on Sunday, the Patriots seem to be trending in that direction. Now, two and four, it's not an insurmountable goal, but it's an uphill battle. And as Rocco Lampone said to Michael Corleone at the end of Godfather part two, <laughs> difficult, but not impossible, but not impossible. Uh, Murph, I-, I leave it to you, Don Murph, uh, please enlighten us with your wisdom, with your counsel. Can this still be a playoff team? Well, first let's all remember what happened to Rocco. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a retired uh, investor living on a pension. remember <laughs> like, yeah.
1: God.
0: Um, but it, it is not impossible with the with the extra game that that uh, the Patriots have this year, and and quite frankly, with the way the AFC in, in itself has been playing and and the division right now, it, it's still there's time to right this ship. There's there's plenty of uh, of division games left to play. Two, three, four, four division games left to play. So yeah, some noise can be made, but you know. the 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 aggravating thing, Michael, is the fact that the things that that are, are the issues
1: are so fixable, and yet week after week they aren't fixed. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And you're absolutely right, though, on the path to the playoffs. And I think we need to cultivate this a little bit more. Our mutual friend, Mark Daniels, Providence Journal, always does an amazing job. covering oh, the Pats Mark and is great. T- tweeted out something last night that I thought was very poignant. I love this. As a matter of fact, I included it in my lessons learned article for Sports Illustrated because I just thought he articulated it so well. From 1990 to 2020, 205 teams have started the season two and four. Nineteen of them made the playoffs. That's only nine point three percent. Zero have won the Super Bowl. Patriots have had three teams start two and four. The twenty twenty team started two and four last yep. year. The two thousand team five and eleven. Belichick's first year, and then of course back to the uh, the early days. Uh, well, not then, you know, not our early days, but to some the early days. Nineteen ninety one starting six <laughs> and ten. So yeah, not my early. You know. Days. Yeah, exactly. Not mine either, my friend. You my know, my I'm early almost... days
0: were my my early days were two and twelve. <laughs> and All right, 13. that's a little <laughs> earlier than me, but uh, you
1: know, still, I mean, I'm I'm almost I'm closer to your era than I yeah. am this uh, yeah this new generation of millennials. The but spoiled, uh, kid. bottom line, exactly. That's you didn't it, grow you didn't grow up spoiled. <laughs> no, not not as a Patriots fan. No, nope. definitely the uh, the that uh, the Pat Patriot logo wasn't up here in New England. you know. I remember the days where they couldn't fill the stadium and they mm-hmm. had to black the games out. That's how far yep. back we go. But yeah, um, where were we watching you know, the game line, this weekend?
0: In Connecticut or in in Massachusetts? It, it all depended on who <laughs> they were home or away. Where was Sunday yeah, dinner?
1: Exactly. We were, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were all, we were all like Al Bundy back then, you know, like, uh, you know, holding up the the foil on top of the, uh, the, the antenna to try to get the signal from Massachusetts because it wouldn't beam back here into Rhode Island, but, uh, no, all all kidding aside, I mean, there is still the path to the playoffs folks, but the Patriots in order to do it, they have to start winning soon. They're going to host the jets on Sunday that may right some of the wrongs here but you know you can't take anything for granted with this team so I don't think anybody should go into this you know expecting a must win they should win but they're gonna have to play their part to get the win uh, and then you look at five of their next seven games on the road that span includes games against the Cleveland Browns Tennessee Titans Buffalo Bills, and the L.A. Chargers. So, again, folks, this is mission difficult, but not mission impossible. So, we'll see. We'll see what, uh, what ends up happening. And uh, that leads me quite nicely into the fixable nature of what you just said, because I think that is an interesting part of what happened with the Patriots last night. Murph? Two and four record through six games is going to earn any team its share of criticism from fans, from media. But the Patriots coaching staff is really coming under fire for a lot of its conservative play calling, uh, especially on offense and breakdowns on defense that are atypical for a Bill Belichick led defensive team. You simply don't see plays like the third and 25 to set up a game winning field goal last night. Often. And Bill Belichick was asked about it right off the bat. Uh, credit to Mike Reese of ESPN, who hit him head on head on this morning, right Monday morning uh, when he asked him about it. Bill was pretty evasive when it came to his uh, answer, as we expected, uh, you know, crediting the uh, the um, the throw by Prescott, crediting the catch by Lamb. And they do deserve credit for that, folks. I'm not lessening yep. the, the even though they just either- ran the same play. You- Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. No, thank you. That that was perfect. That was that. Uh, you're absolutely right on that. You know and, you know, in all in essence, I mean for them to be able to complete that with third and twenty-five, a breakdown mm-hmm. in coverage, Jalen Mills. I know Jalen is really getting hammered. It looked yeah. like a lot of miscommunication. Go back and take a look. I've had a chance to take a look at brief clips from what will eventually be the all twenty two, and you can see Devin McCordy and Jalen Mills going back and forth at one another, right. pointing on the field, jawing at each other. There was a clear miscommunication. So before I really want To drag Jalen through the mud. Yeah, no. Jalen was expecting somebody
0: to be over there. He thought he exactly. He 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 was thought he had help.
1: help. Yeah, absolutely. He he thought he 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 had had help. help. Yeah. So, bottom line, bud, we're seeing this, and then of course, offensively. Uh, you know the the decision to give the ball to Brandon Bolden on third and one near midfield yep. that really I think cost them a chance to get some success in the passing game. They abandoned some of the big personnel that they were using early on in the game. Got Bill cute, Belichick stating that. Yeah, exactly. They so, got cute. They they, they, yeah, they ran there's...
0: Bolden in there, thinking mm-hmm. that that um, Dallas was going to expect him to be in there for pass coverage. Which which didn't happen often enough on Sunday, and they and Josh got cute. No, let's hand the ball to Brandon. If you were going to do that, you should have had Stevenson in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That that's They're it. Either. That that, that yeah. that's it. That's the you know end of sentence. End of end of rant. No, it's <laughs> the fact that this team is is so conservative and yet still wants to get cutesy. Okay, yeah. we can't do that. That kind of talent isn't here.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It really, really is. And uh, again, uh, speaking to Evan Lazar shortly after the game, we, we both kind of you know agreed on that is that you don't have the same prowess you're not the same type of bullying no. menacing football team that can do this and force teams into making their own mistakes you just simply don't have the personnel on either side of the ball to do it all right maybe a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball because you've got some horses that have played here before and guys that know this system like a Dante hightower kyle van noy jamie collins now in the mix devin mccourty these guys are seasoned veterans in the new england Patriots system but at the same time Time, that right. only gets you so far, and right now it's simply not getting the Patriots to where they need to be. And there are some legitimate questions, uh, including you know kneeling down with ninety seconds to go on the you know yeah. put the foot on the accelerator a little bit. I understand you have the ball coming out of the second half, and maybe they're trying to preserve Mac. I, I don't know if that's the case, but when they let Mac loose, he looks like he's a little more comfortable than not. So right, you know, I I, um, I take the training I have- wheels off.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I, I you know. oh, I. I, I, I put on fourth and fourth and two and fourth and one. Mm-hmm. Okay, in this game, yep. on three of those those punts, the Cowboys immediately scored a touchdown, a field goal, and then the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 they take the training wheels off. Yeah, show absolutely. this kid that you trust him spread it out and give him a chance to do something if not with his arm with his legs mm-hmm. because he d- yeah. he's got legs i've seen them they they bend in yeah. the right direction they they, <laughs> they carry him they carry him across the scrimmage line
1: yeah, and he used them at uh, at yep. Alabama. I think a lot of people. I heard that so much when Mac Jones was drafted. Oh well, there goes the Patriots. They say goodbye to the RPO. You'll never see that again. Mac Garbage. ran the Mac ran right. the RPO very effectively at uh, at Alabama. So go back and take a look at some of the footage on that. I know the the, the fans and and whatnot and the people that do their homework definitely you know are screaming at their. whatever listening device they're listening to this on and saying oh no i knew that yeah we know most of you knew that but there were a lot of people that just assumed that mac was going to go back there and essentially be a statue and that's not what this kid can do we need to start seeing what he can do and branch out a little bit not necessarily just taking the shots down the field which i think a lot of people want to see it's aesthetically pleasing but diversify his portfolio allow him to be able to beat teams in multiple ways it's only going to make him a more effective quarterback that's it we've
0: seen now we've seen now that this kid can take a beating and come back up and freaking make a play he can let it go Mm -hmm. all right a lot of people made made uh a point about bill talking to him after during the uh i I think it was um uh the miami game took him by the wrist and went over and talked to him and stuff. This is a kid that, that deals with something the way he has to gets back out on the field and it's over. He right. threw an interception last night that was on him. Okay. That I, I'm not going to say that, that it was on anybody. He was on, it was a poorly thrown ball. Right. that was too high to get. And he came right back out and he fricking scored a touchdown through, yeah. through one of the, the best passes that I've seen him throw college or professional. And, He hit Kendrick Bourne for, oh, my God, that was so
1: beautiful. And to do it against Trayvon Diggs. (laughs) Yeah, and to do it against
0: Trayvon Diggs. Okay, there's no fear in this kid. Now, that could be a detriment, but in this case, I I think, you know, it, it it is definitely a positive. And it shows me that this kid will be here for a very long time, probably longer than this
1: coaching staff will yeah and i mean at this point you look at him and you look at the prowess and the promise uh that this kid has i uh wrote last night you can add resilient to the adjectives used to describe mac jones because that's essentially what you saw you saw a resilient nature many rookies would have been irreparably despondent and that's exactly yep. what I wrote last night and I just like the way that sounds so I wanted to incorporate it into our discussion today irreparably despondent after throwing a backbreaking pick six but he wasn't going to be denied his retribution he went out right. there failed to connect with Kendrick Bourne on the first shot pick six goes right back finds mm-hmm. him in route against Diggs, and a 75 yard touchdown result right. so uh, you know and then really give Hendrickson some credit too. The, the, the touchdown, move.
0: the touchdown is on the safety, but the, yeah. the 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 catch itself was 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 on Diggs, and it was yeah. it was a beautiful grab. It was a beautiful throw, and and Diggs just had no, had no chance. He, he he. It was
1: perfect. It was picture yep. perfect. I loved yep. it. It was. And then also, I think what is not being talked about enough too is you go for two in that circumstance, you're looking for Jacoby Myers, you find Jacoby Myers, Uh, you know, big play there, Uh, you know, just the play earlier, Dak Prescott couldn't find the the, the two point conversion. So a lot of, uh, uh, you know, positives when it comes to max performance. And I think the New England Patriots will definitely take what they saw uh, from him last night. But again, we need to see more of it, folks. Murph, always an honor, always a pleasure when you drop by the uh, the pod to lend your wisdom and counsel the way only you can. Because after all, this is hashtag Locked On Murph Monday, not a victory Monday, unfortunately, folks. Yeah. But we're doing our best to get you through it. And in just a moment, Murph and I will discuss a certain running back who we like to refer to as Ramondre. Did he Ramondre. look fantastic last night? Murph and I will have some opinions on that, and we'll also take an early look what the New England Patriots might do to right the ship against the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets in their second of two meetings coming up on Sunday at Gillette. More from Locked On Murph Monday when this Monday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit, just for signing up don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On listeners, Built Bar, the most delicious, healthy protein bar you've ever tried, has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. And when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, and I have folks, believe me when I tell you, there are a lot of you out there, they are passionate about their favorites. If you don't know about the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. But the best part of Bilt Bar is not even just the delicious flavors they provide. It's the fact that in addition to them being delicious, they're also one of the most healthy treats available today. Each built bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, love that name, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and so much more. When you want a treat that's not only pleasing to your palate but also great for your health. Don't delay, do it today. Make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Visit built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Patriots fans, it is hashtag Locked on Murph Monday, which means the legendary Thomas Murphy is taking his rightful spot here on Monday, joining us on the pod, breaking down anything and everything related to the Patriots 35-29 loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. And Murph, one of the things that a lot of people were going to be watching very closely in this game was how the running backs were going to evolve, how they were going to make their mark on the uh the patriots uh, offense this week because so much was talked about that they may have to play from behind the running backs may not be able to get the looks that they need they're going to have to throw the ball a lot because they're going to be chasing Dak prescott and that um prolific uh, cowboys offense but the patriots did a fairly decent job of running the football on uh, on Sunday. Maybe not enough of it, but 120 yards as a team. Uh, 23 of those yards and one touchdown on five carries belonged to Ramondre Stevenson, who. Uh, I think has found his way out of the Belichickian equivalent of double-secret probation. Now uh, there was that breakdown in pass protection, which nearly, yep. uh, you know, sent everyone in Patriots Nation into a frenzy. Uh, you know, I don't know what he was doing there. That was a little bit of a not a little bit, sorry, folks. That was a big-time miscommunication. But it was, Stevenson showed poise. He regrouped, showed his intangibles, and he was able to get into uh, the end zone and I think proved his worth to this Patriots running back core. Murph, obviously, Damian Harris continues to be the feature. He will be. He played like a feature back yesterday, uh, especially after some of the difficulties he's had, including uh, the injuries that he's had. But I think Stevenson is starting to establish himself as that number two guy that maybe you can rely on if you're the New England Patriots, a role that some thought was going to go to J.J. Taylor. I think it's going to go to Ramondre Stevenson right now. Am I off base here, or is this a good step in the right direction for the
0: rookie? No, you you're 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 right on base w- with this uh Ramondre is is definitely out of the doghouse. Um obviously almost getting your quarterback decapitated is <laughs> not as egregious a a foul as as fumbling a football because Bill Bill kept running him out there. After that he he had a fantastic game, you know, five carries for just 23 yards but he did have that score. Um just a long of 11, but what he was able to do in the passing game really solidified him as somebody that is going to have to be accounted for in the offense. And this is very important, people. It's not just what, but, but forcing other, uh, forcing defenses to account for you in a myriad of ways in uh, this offense is what keeps you on the field. And he's proving that, that he can do that.
1: Yeah, he absolutely is. And again, uh, blending an ability for power, for run. He also caught 13 balls out of the backfield last night, too. A lot of people forget about the fact that yep. this kid is very well-versed in being able to be an effective player weapon catching the ball out of the backfield so you know you look at the uh the excuse me i'm sorry 39 receiving yards not 30 39 yards, receiving yards little, i knew yeah, where you were going 39 receiving yards yeah thank you it's uh three receptions for 39 coffee's <laughs> <in. laughs> still kicking in on a monday yep. folks but uh yeah three receptions for 39 uh receiving yards but bottom line i mean you know he can be an effective option situational runs receiving out of the backfield um yep. whether he's power stepping his way into the end zone or showcasing that pass catching ability He can be a productive offensive weapon and doing it against a tough Dallas defensive front like he did on Sunday only shows that this kid is ready. Just take care of the football, Ramondre. You're going to be all set and you'll be uh, well on your way uh, to forming, I think, a nice little running tandem with uh, Damian Harris. Murph. I always like to talk a little offensive line when you're here because no one is able to lend the wisdom and counsel on the offensive line the way you could. And we saw Michael Wainu um come into the game and play a little right tackle. And I yep. don't think Bill Belichick had much of a choice when you look at what happened on the strip sack and just the uh, Randy Gregory just getting after Mac Jones and just obliterating him, giving him one of the toughest shots I've seen all year. Uh, you knew that Yadney was going to have to sit down after that. His snaps yeah. greatly diminished, rightfully so. He just, Randy Gregory just absolutely embarrassed him. And I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. And I say this as someone that has been very excited to see uh, Yadnik get uh, uh, some snaps and get out there and show what he can do. I think there's potential there with him, but I still don't think he's ready. You asked me this question yesterday. Uh, yep. And it's a question that I think I, my answer has probably changed a little bit, but I want to give you a chance to prognosticate and lend your wisdom and counsel here. Is this a sign that we may see the return a full-time return to right tackle or um, Michael Wainu at this point?
0: Um, I do. Uh, we've tried this, that and the other bloody thing, and it hasn't happened. I've been talking about this for weeks now and I, it's these guys have had enough time to get up to speed. I hate to have to do it, but I'm going to do it, and I think Bill is too. Um, mm-hmm. Anwayu is is got to move out there and got to stay there, just for the health and well-being of uh, of this young quarterback. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he could get killed by you know two o'clock this afternoon.
1: Yeah, uh, there is definitely that threat. And look, I know a lot of people are you know, up in arms and saying, well, Trent Brown's going to come back from IR. We don't know when that's going to happen yet, folks. Right. Well, we expect Trent to come back based on what Wynn we saw. Win have to, has to up field. his game, too. Yeah, big time. You know, big he, time. Because if that happens, and Michael Wainu is adept at being able to man the right tackle position, which we know he can do, one of the yep. highest-graded play- players at his position last year by Pro right. Football Focus – you know that Trent Brown can play an effective left tackle. He's done it here for years. He protected Tom Brady's blind side and did it as well as anyone that's played that position, albeit in a one-year sample size. If you are serious about keeping Ted Karras on the field, he slots in at left guard, and all of a sudden, Isaiah Wynn looks like he's struggling to find a position. And, you know, I don't want to come down too much on Isaiah. He was, you know... (laughs) He was activated the day before from COVID reserve. Hadn't seen the field. He came in. There was another one, let up a big sack, and he only took nine snaps. He was pulled immediately for Justin Aron. But we need to see more from Isaiah Wynn, like you said. He's been very hesitant to push off of his stance. Maybe when he comes back with a full week of practice this week, we'll see him a little bit more healthy, and maybe that'll change things uh, in the long run for this team. But, uh, yeah, concerns all the way around. But, uh, you know, Murph... What the doctor ordered may just be in the form of the color green. And folks, we always know that the green wisdom in council is what the Patriots need to succeed. Again, you turn the keys, you go to the top. You don't turn the keys, you're never heard from again. But I'm not talking the good green, but I'm talking that nasty gang green mold color <laughs> that <laughs> comes from the Meadowlands down south in East That's Rutherford. Green. And, yeah, and when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way, and those jets are coming to town this Sunday. Now, New York is not coming in with any type of swagger. I mean, they and the Patriots right now are – uh, I don't want to say uneven keel because you know, the dolphins are bringing up the rear in that division to talk about a, a shocking turn of events in this division from going from three possible playoff teams to now you're looking at the Patriots two and four and the jets and the, uh, the, the dolphins each with one win apiece. It's, It just really is to see what uh, what's what's going to happen. But with the Jets coming to town, a lot of fans are expecting the ship to be righted and the Patriots are going to take care of business, maul them over and go into this next stretch with a lot of confidence. Is that fool's gold on behalf of the New England Patriots? Should they be very confident about this game, or really is anything possible with this team right now? No,
0: anything's possible with this team right now. Um, they, they they cannot afford to overlook any opponent. You know, it, it, it's it's just it seems when there's an opportunity to lose a game, they they're finding it. Um, it, it it's whether it's a it's a pick six after. Um, after a, a a good defensive stop or or you know just leaving too much time on the clock uh and, and giving somebody you know the dallas cowboys an opportunity to march back down the field a um a false start that's on the center uh when when everybody moves in the center doesn't snap the ball it, it just it, it seemed to happen to this all the things all the karma uh, over the last 20 years that that had been built up, it seems to have shifted. And the things that that the Patriots always capitalized on the other teams doing, the Patriots are doing themselves. So, no, they, they cannot
1: uh, afford to take this Jets team lightly. No, and I don't think they can afford to take any team lightly right now. And no. for what it's not for home it. losses. Yeah, it's not with absolutely. four home losses. That's the, it's, at at home. ridiculous. 0 right. and
0: four at home. I, I can't yeah. remember somebody said it, but I, I can't remember it well when the last time this started this happened.
1: Yeah. I believe it was uh I, I believe if memory serves me correctly, I think it was labeled as Drew Bledsoe's rookie season. Uh, the yep. last time okay. this team was 0 four at home uh to start the season and just yeah, very, very surprising for a New England Patriots team. But you know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But again, I really I don't think they're taking any team lightly. And for what it's worth, it doesn't sound like the coaching staff is either. Bill Belichick sounded like he was uh, very uh, disheartened uh, and very uh, angry by be. what he saw on the field, as he, he should, should be, be. especially means, with his coaching and, and, staff. You know, exactly, absolutely. Oh. And it begins there. And, uh, this, and this is and a the, poorly coached yeah. team
0: right now. The the, the yeah. problems that you see are directly attributed to coaching. You, you when was the last time you saw special teams uh, play in this manner for the New England
1: Patriots? It's ridiculous. Jake Bailey two block punts can't say no. enough about that. I mean, and no. and, and Jake is such a, a talented punter. I mean, you can't say well it's just lack of talent back yep. there. It's,
0: yeah, you can't for twenty years talent. hang a yeah. shingle on the wall that's that special teams count and it's part of this game and, and, and good special teams are, are what proves to be a a good winning football team and then run this mess out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It really is. And uh, Patriots assistant coaches speak to the media tomorrow on Tuesday at 12 noon. That's going to be interesting folks. So stay tuned to Twitter. Yours truly will be on those calls as well. And, uh, That's going to be fun, Uh, and uh, I'm sure a lot of these questions are going to be asked. But in the meantime, folks, uh, please, by all means, thank this great man for coming on today and lending his wisdom and counsel by following him on Twitter. I know most of you are already, but for those of our new listeners that are unfamiliar with our show, please follow my good friend Thomas Murphy, the Count of Murphy, Fisto himself, on Twitter at TMurf207. The content that Murph puts out for E2GSports.com is phenomenal. I've sung the praises of his keys each and every week because the monster keys are truly what you need to survive if you're the New England Patriots. And, Again, if you follow the keys, you're going to win. If you don't, well, then problems do ensue. And that's what you're seeing out there in Foxborough. But there's also another team in Boston right now that is making a lot of headlines. They're doing a great job of winning. And that's the Boston Red Sox right now tied one-to-one with the Houston Astros. In addition to taking a listen to my good friends, Jason Mastronato and Lauren Campbell over at the Locked On Red Sox podcast Check out the work that this man great does stuff. covering the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. He is doing a phenomenal job. Jason is and just amazing. Jason is is great. He really is, and Lauren is the perfect complement. Uh, Gabrielle Starr had that show for a while. Gabby was a great uh, a, um, host and, a, and a, a valued colleague of mine. But Jason and and Lauren have done such an amazing job covering this team uh, and really bringing that pod to national heights in terms of the coverage right now that uh, is on the Red Sox, but that does not diminish in any way the great written work that this man does covering the Boston Red Sox. One of the best coverages you'll find, some of the greatest Red Sox coverage that you can read is done by this man. So please follow him and, you know, anything he puts his his voice or his name to uh, is definite must read, must see, point, click, learn material, and of course... I would be remiss if I failed to tell you that what you should be doing is checking out One Patriot's Place each and every week, starring my good friend Merv, our great mutual friend Steve Balistrieri, who will join me tomorrow here on the pod, and of course, the Countess of Class herself, Miss Claire Classy-Claire Cooper. (laughs) Buddy, what can I say? Thank you for your wisdom and counsel, and we look forward to talking ball with you here again on Locked On Patriots next Monday, honored and humbled as always by your presence. You know, it's always
0: a pleasure to be here. Yes, folks, check out One Patriots Place this week. The Voice, Bob Solsky, is, is joining
1: us. Uh, Bob is a great friend of our program. Had him on the airwaves here on Locked On Patriots a few times, and that is a must-listen, folks. So definitely, after you make Locked On Patriots your first listen of the day, make uh, One Patriots Place that next listen, and be able to uh, absorb the great wisdom and counsel of. Murph, Steve, Claire, and the voice of the New England Patriots, Bob Soce. Until next week, bud, when we talk a little Jets, 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 stay safe and well. And thanks again for joining me today. Oh, God, Jets, pass the scotch. (laughs) On that note, folks, we'll see you next week. And so Patriots fans, one down for the week, but still a whole lot to come when it comes to your Patriots coverage right here on Locked on Patriots. So to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, download, subscribe to and follow the Locked on Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked into Locked On Patriots and continue to make Locked On Patriots your first listen each and every day. And now that you've listened to the Locked On Patriots podcast, make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate, and I thank my good friend Thomas Murphy for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for, again, making Locked on Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.